Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter number 6, verse 10 says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's what we're going to talk about today. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Amen. Again, we're talking tonight about overcoming anxiety with peace. I said a little bit about this on Sunday morning, but, um, but I'm going to say it again because I found that it was so fascinating and it's real. But the author, when you begin to read this, talks about a company called Tantrums LLC over there in Houston, Texas. Um, Angie and Tom, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they're going to be going to um, Houston around in August, or excuse me, in October. And so I called them and I said, listen, when y'all go to Houston... Please go by this tantrum place and take pictures because I want to see this for myself. But the customer pays $25 to $50 for 5 to 15 minutes of demolition. They lock you in a room and you just go ham on something. <laughs> you get a sledgehammer or a baseball bat or a crowbar. And I mean, you start breaking stuff. There's all kind of electronics, TVs. There's china and plates and all of that kind of stuff. And what this lady has found, or this man, excuse me, has found is that a lot of companies and a lot of people have taken advantage of this so that they're able to go and relieve stress. Amen? Relieve stress. The stress has just been so much that uh, people just, it's a way for them to get it out of it. There is a movie, a modern movie, Oh, shoot, I forgot the name of it, but um, (laughs) I don't recommend it. (laughs) But the premise of it is that they have made this movie where uh, it's kind of like a in the future, a possibility where America 
has become so violent that and crime was so high that they said for one day and one day only, you're going to go and you're going to... Um, all crime is legal in America. This is the movie. All crime is legal in America for, um, I think, 24 hours or for that day. All emergency systems are done. No police are going to go and help. And, all, and the story is these people are trying to survive and all this kind of stuff. Again, I don't recommend the movie. I'm not endorsing it or anything like that. But the premise is it's that people are stressed. People are just full of weight and anxieties and fears that it has bottled up inside them. Amen. How many of you have just been so stressed that something's happened and you just let it all out? <laughs> You, I mean, you just spew. <laughs> I have, come on. Let's be honest. Sometimes we've gotten so upset that just our worries and anxieties almost has filled us up to the top where we just, like a, like a Coke bottle, shook up and just, my son, I told you that, he's notorious. Every time I tell him to go get me something to drink, and it, I mean, that thing is shook like, the, I don't know what he's done. But he hands me that bottle and it just gets me so aggravated. But anxiety is one of the defining symptoms of our times. And I'm old enough to know that you didn't hear a lot about people talking about anxiety. Anxiety wasn't a thing or people didn't much talk about having anxieties or problems. It was kind of kept you know, under wraps and all that kind of stuff. But anxiety, listen to this, anxiety is a disorder that affects 40 million adults in the United States or just over 18% of the population. People with anxiety disorders go to doctors three to four times more than the general population. Younger and younger children are being diagnosed with anxiety, while colleges say rates of anxiety are higher than ever among students. Why? Because of the pressure that, is, that we're living in today's society. There is a pressure that is in our modern day living. Amen? I had, um, yesterday I went to Mariana and I took a class and it talked about how to reach the, um, how, how do they say it? How to reach the younger generation and beyond. And what it talked about was Generation Z. Generation Z is that age between seven and in the early 20s. And what they t said was Generation Zs are those that have grown up with social media. I do remember a time that there was no such thing as Facebook. And if you said Facebook, they'd probably look at you funny. <laughs> I remember a time where we didn't have smartphones. I remember a time where we didn't have apps and navigation system. But we had that dumb map that was that you had to 
unfold and do all of this stuff and it just got this big. Now, how in the world are you supposed to find something when the map is bigger than the front of your whole car and you're just looking? And I do remember mom and daddy arguing about and then daddy would say, I know where I'm going. He didn't have a clue. And the shame thing about it is GPS and all that people still argue and say, I know where I'm going. Lord, have mercy. I'm guilty about that. (laughs) Amen. But it's just a different world. And one of the things they said was, gone are the days where, you know, they had said on our front door there, it says, turn off your cell phones. They said, you might as well just take that out the door right now. Because that, because that ship has sailed, there's going to be people with smartphones in today's society. What's crazy is what else is going to come? They're even talking about glasses, having glasses that you put on and you can see stuff. They've already talked about countries that have embedded chips in their hands that have information and data built into them. And they said the next big step is incorporating machinery in the human body. Augmented uh, side and all, all kind of crazy, crazy, crazy things. But when it comes to dealing with these fears and stresses, most of us realize that smashing a microwave in a safe room is not going to cut it. Amen. Oh, sometimes I just, especially my children. (laughs) Oh, them children can push your buttons, can't they? And oh, I tell you, sometimes I just get so aggravated at them. And, and, you know, you just want to whip them or or do something. And then, uh, you know, uh, after that's all done, you feel bad. (laughs) I feel so bad about getting on to them. I said, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. See, the, the... and smashing something and you know we talked about oh I wish I had like a boxing thing you just just hit something or, or whatever but the problem is that's only a temporary relief it don't go away that anxiety and that stress and that worry and everything else it does not go away for a little bit it does but then you got to go to bed at night you got to lay down And oh my, that's when it starts. That's when it starts. But the theory that anxiety can be banished and peace achieved through the application of violence is simply not true. That's the world's mentality. If you're you're anxious or you've got problems or whatever, just let it out. I remember working at the restaurant, Memo Britt's restaurant a long time ago, and I do remember because being in, if you've ever waited or waitress or worked at a restaurant or anything like that, you know that pressure that's on you, we want food and all of that. And I remember we go out the back and we just, ah, just scream. Then we just come on back in <laughs> just to get that relief and that stress. But guess what? You had to come back to the <laughs> They didn't leave. <laughs> they were still there. The people at the restaurant were still there. But a life in Christ does not remove us from the world. Listen to me. This life in Christ does not remove us. 
from this world. When you're saved, that does not mean. And when you say, you know what, I'm going to get serious with God now. I'm going to follow him. He's going to be my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to do everything that's right. That don't mean that now you don't have no problems or that your problems are going to get lighter. Come on now, listen to me. Your problems ain't going to get lighter. In fact, they're going to probably get worse. <laughs> but Jesus said that the reason he doesn't, he doesn't remove us from the world because he sustains us. I don't know about you, but when I get anxiety and when I get um, pressures and all that, the first thing is, God, you got to get rid of it. God, you just got to, oh, I just want this anxiety gone. I want this thing to be lifted off of me. But the problem is it don't go away. It don't go away. And I had thought, well, Lord, am I not praying hard enough? Am I not seeking your will enough? Have, have I messed up? Have I sinned? Have I did something? No. See, the difference is in the peace that God gives us is that he gives us the peace to sustain us to make us go through the storm. And I know, hey, let me tell you, there have been times where, yes, God has intervened and peace like a river has come over me and it has been fine. But there has been many times where I have had anxiety and I have had worry and I have fretted so much that I thought, God, you've got to help me get through this and he does. He helps us go through it. Doesn't necessarily remove it. When we read in Ephesians 6, we're talking about here the, uh, um, the third implementation of warfare on, on the Ephesians 6 list is put there to help you overcome anxiety. And it's talking about the shoe where is that at? Uh, Fifteen. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This book goes on and tells you that what's interesting, and I didn't know this, but the are the and you have to think when Paul is giving this description of the armor of God, he is looking back at what the Roman soldiers had, what was accustomed to them to wear. And when we look at it and we think of soldiers, we think of combat boots, them high boots with them big old heels that you could just about tread through anything and tread through mud and all of that kind of stuff. Well, that Roman soldier, it said that his foot, his boot or whatever, was like a football cleat. It was short, it fit snug around that foot, and it had spikes or grip on the soles. And the reason it had that was so that when they had that hand-to-hand -hand combat, that they would not slip or fall when they were swinging their swords or blocking with their shields or throwing that javelin. Amen? 
You think about it now, see, in this modern age that we live in, in modern warfare, we've got guns and all of that kind of stuff. There is not that many instances where there is hand-to-hand combat. But back in that day, there was. And if you've watched wrestling uh, or any kind of contact sport or something like that, even football or soccer or whatever, you know that if that player has that ball or has whatever and he slips, it's over. He done lost. Amen. He has just fumbled and fallen and he just goes around and that's the idea of when you're swinging that heavy sword doing that heavy shield if you slip whoop what happens it's that opportunity for that enemy to to kill you and so that's what he's talking about when he's saying that our feet to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace What helps a Christian be able to stand in a world that hates us? The gospel of peace. Amen? It's the gospel that sustains us. It's the gospel where we have our hope. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I remember I sang that a long time ago when I was a kid. But oh, that gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is our sustainer. That is what holds this whole thing together. Because folks, without Jesus, this thing's just wasting time. All we're doing is just talking about our problems and hoping that maybe this will (laughs) be, hopefully there's a place called heaven that we're going to go to. And hopefully there'll be peace and relief. But oh, without Jesus, that's, that's it. But we know the gospel. We believe in the gospel. And because of that, oh, I can't get up, but you know, I'm just an itching to stand up, but I can't. Oh, but oh, with that gospel, we can stand against the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Battling anxiety is like fighting the enemy in close combat in your mind. Amen. I'll be honest with you. I have bad anxiety and I have to take medicine for anxiety. And that's just being just just being truthful. I have to take anxiety medication because if I don't, you all have to pray for Sister Marcy (laughs) because I'm hard to deal with (laughs) because this mind of mine does not know when to turn off, but it is constantly processing. My doctor told me that my mind is constantly retaining new information. And it just, and that's why I forget a lot of things because he said my mind, when I get information, I just, it goes out. So any new information is quickly entered in and quickly gone out. And so my mind just constantly plays and constantly. And if I'm not careful, that medicine calms me down. It's not a high dose or anything like that, but I've got to take it. And let me tell you this too. And this book says this, and I want to tell you this too. Because when we think about this, 
We kind of have a negative connotation to it. But if you struggle with anxiety of any kind, you need to know that worry can surface many times a day. And that is all right for you to go and talk to someone or go to the doctor. I believe in healing. I believe that God restores. I believe that God can do miracles and all that. I do believe that. But I also believe that for some reason, I've got this problem. <laughs> and I have to take my medication. And if I don't, I'm... Y'all just might have just locked me in the closet and let me, because I'm just act crazy, all kind of crazy. But amen, but it is all right to talk to someone. It is all right to call me and talk to me. Amen, I'm throwing that out there. If you need to talk to me, you call me and talk to me. I don't tell no business or nothing like that. I won't put on Facebook or nothing like that, but no, our conversations are between you and I, and amen, and I'm here for you. And I'm serious about that. You take my card or whatever, you text me and tell me, you want to talk to me, that's what I'm here for. Because I'm telling you, this is just the world we live in, and I wish we didn't. I wish we didn't live in this world, but for whatever reason we do, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. But folks, we've got the answer in, well, I've got a tablet, but we've got the answer in this Bible that I'm reading on this tablet. But in these words, this is the answer. This is what will sustain us. This is what will keep us. Amen? See, but what would happen if instead of fear and vulnerability, the enemy saw preparation and strengthen you. What would happen? What would happen if we have decided that, you know what, we're not going to let, and this is something too that I've had to come up with, with my problems and my anxiety, that I've had to make a decision. I've had to say, you know what, I do have a problem, but God's going to help me. And sometimes it's or sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. Sometimes I, I'm just, I'm happy with me in, my bed, me in my bed. But I have to make myself get up. Because I have to say, hey, I've got a responsibility. I've got things that I've got to do. And folks, you've got to also make up that decision as well. When you're faced with anxiety, when you're faced with things that are mounted up against you, you have to say, God, I ain't got the strength to do it, but you've got to help me. And he's helped me every time. He's helped me every time. Hallelujah. So then the enemy, when we've got to make that decision and when we become that, when we make that decision, we've took the first step to become an overcomer and to overcome that anxiety. Not perfect, not invulnerable, not unaffected by life. Amen. Because I'm not, oh, Jesus, I'm not perfect at all. Good Lord, have mercy. And, I, and I'm, in, I'm very vulnerable. And, and, and I'm very affected by life. Amen. <laughs> I was going to say something, but thank you, Jesus, for shutting my mouth. <laughs> but strong, resilient, and successful in your path. Able to overcome worry with the peace of Christ. That's the peace that we have. Amen. 
That medicine helps, but you know what? I still need Jesus. I, I take also medication for blood pressure, and that helps, but you know what? I still need Jesus. I, I don't take no more stomach medicine. Thank you, Jesus, because of Jesus. <laughs> Amen, but I take a vitamin to help me with energy and help me with... Because I have felt like that, I needed to take some vitamins. Y'all need to take vitamins. If you're not taking vitamins, y'all need to take them. Amen. Take some Flintstones. <laughs> Chewy Flintstones. They good. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But we're not perfect. We've got problems. We're faced with some things. Some of us are open like me. <laughs> some of us aren't open. And that's okay. But know that you've got somebody fighting on your side. You're not in this thing alone. No, 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 no. Let's, let's get this straight now. You're not in this thing alone. No, you're not in by yourself. God hadn't said, all right, you saved, blessed God. I'm so glad your name's been written in the, uh, written in the name of the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise God. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> no. No, my friend, we need him. He draws us closer to us. We need him. Peace anchors us firmly to God as we face the troubles and uncertainties that assail us in this fallen world. Peace anchors us firmly to God. You know, I guess I'm going to have to ask God why he made me the way I am and why he made my mind the way I am. But one thing I do have to say, Nanny, is that I've got to thank him because without the troubles in my life, I would never have called him. Oh, did y'all hear what I just said? Without the troubles in my life, I'd have never had to call him. I would have never had to depend on them. Oh, but, but it's worth it. It's worth the fight. It's worth the sweat. It's worth the tears. It's worth getting on your knees. It's worth it all if it brings us close to Christ. If it brings us, and folks, that's what it is. That's what this thing is all about. Bringing us close to him. Us being transformed. Amen to his image. I'm bald and fat, and I don't like how I look. <laughs> and we try and transform that. We try and eat healthy, and we try and do things. But folks, it gets temporal. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but I, I did that face app that people were talking about where you took a picture of yourself and it made you look ugly. Good Lord, have mercy. It, it about broke my phone. <laughs> when it showed me how old and ugly I was, I was squatty and squinty, and I thought, good Lord. I said, I said Marcy, I'm sorry. You're going to have an ugly husband when, you get, when, he gets, when I get older. I said, I'm very sorry about that. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. <laughs> oh, but we hate this body and we try to change it, but it's temporary. It, it, oh, it's temporary, all right. But one thing that's not is this spiritual body. 
when we're feeding it, when we're conforming it to that image of Christ, it helps us. Hallelujah. It's becoming us more and more like Jesus. And folks, the, world, the answer to this world is not Pastor Adam White. The answer to this world is not New Beginning Assembly of God. I'd like it to be, but it's not the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is us becoming more and more like Jesus. To have the same love as Jesus has. They talked about that and I was so glad when they talked about um, that class and talking about the Generation Zs and more. And the guy, he was the, he's the national, and I forget his name, he's the National Youth Director for the Assemblies of God. He spoke with us um, through uh, online and everything, but he talked to us. And he said to us, he said, people aren't looking for fog machines. People are not looking for you to darken your church. People are not looking for you to change things. People are not looking for you to change your attire or how you look. People are looking for genuine people. Genuine people. People that change things and all that, it changes the outside and it may look good, but it's temporal. It's temporal. It don't last. I can show you carpet that we bought that's, oh, that's temporal, that's got messed up. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm saying that to say this, that this is how it's going to reach this generation. It's us sharing that love and showing people Jesus. Showing people who Jesus is. Amen? Let me move on. Peace comes through Christ. The Bible teaches that life apart from Christ has no peace. I remember that long time ago when we had that um, uh, sign, you know, the, we had to go, Brother Kenneth, on Wednesday nights at Royal Rangers, the select few that been bad had to go out and change the sign. <laughs> I had to go with Danny. <sighs> That's why I guess I got tired of it and came in in Wednesday night service when I was a teenager. <laughs> but no, I remember he put that. Brother Kenneth, I think you put that on there too. And Brother Jonathan, you might have too. But no peace in O, no Christ, no, no, that's not. No Christ, no peace. N-O Christ, N-O peace. No Christ, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O-W, peace. I'm telling you, peace comes from Christ. This emptiness has been evident throughout history, even in ancient times when primitive cultures, sensing alienation from the powers above, lived in fear and cringing, believing that storms, earthquake, and floods were manifestations of divine disapproval. But Romans 5 and 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I was kidding, but, you know, some people do about my leg. And, you know, I said, oh, God done crippled me. There's some people that believe that. Oh, that God just crippled you. You know, 
I heard that. <laughs> oh, cripple you just about. Amen. Something bad happened to the washing machine. Got messed up. You got a flat tower. Oh, you must have sinned. Something happened. And what's funny too, I still do this. When I go to the store, I say, Lord, if it's your will, let me have that front row parking. Let me get a front row parking. And oh, if I, if I get it, I said, oh, this is it. This is it. I've got the, oh, we're going to find what we need right in this store. And then if I don't, I'll say, oh, mm-mm, we ain't going to find it. Had to go back. Uh, nowadays, for this trying to eat somewhere in Port St. Joe, you got to pray through to find you a place to eat. Good Lord, you got to go around in circles. And then when you got that, well, God, that's God's will. We're supposed to eat at Pepper's. And if it ain't, you got to park way over there. And if not, Lord, then when you get up there, there, we found a good parking space. One time I thought, yes, this is God's will. Get up there. It's about 20 to 35 minute wait. Mm. Lord, have mercy. I know that, but that's long for me. (laughs) I don't like to wait that long. (laughs) Amen. But, oh, we find these natural things and we think, oh, there's God's disapproval on us. Even sometimes when we say of the hurricane, come on. Oh, God got mad at us. God got angry at us. We sinned. We did something. No, that's just a part of life. That's just a part of it. You know, it rains on the just like it does the unjust. But he said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace that Jesus is giving to us here is a peace that was purchased at the price of his own blood. He paid it. He paid it. He said, oh, what did he say? Peace I give you. Not as the world, but peace I give you. He paid it. And folks, why in the world are we trying to find peace when it's already purchased for us? Why in the world are we trying to look to this and that and the other to find peace when peace is, well, it's free, but it costs us something. But, oh, it's, it's paid for. It's paid for. Amen. I don't like it when someone invites me out for, um, I get kind of disappointed when I go out to eat and, and um, I pay for my own meal and someone says, oh, I was going to get it. Oh, <laughs> oh, what? oh, why did I have to pay for it? <laughs> oh, folks, that's what Jesus does. Oh, he's paid for it. Why are we trying to scrunch around, trying to rob Peter to pay Paul (laughs) when he said, I've got the bill? You don't have to pay for it. If If you struggle with anxiety, life can seem like a battle. Amen. It can seem like a battle. Because of the gospel of peace, the one thing you don't have to fear is losing his love. I'll never get, uh, somebody, I don't remember who it was, but told me there was a situation or something going on that was bad and worrisome. And the other person looked at them and said, hey, they can't kill you. (laughs) So why are you fretting about it? You know, they can't kill you. They can't destroy you. Your problems necessarily can't destroy you, so to speak. They can't just eradicate you, so to speak. But the Bible says, don't fear that man that can take your life. 
But fear the one that can destroy both, <laughs> that can just destroy you. Amen? God can eradicate you. Oh, that's that second death that he's talking about. For those that aren't saved, that don't that seek the Lord, oh my goodness, that's going to be terrible. That second death. But folks, don't fear man. Don't fear him. But fear the one that can take life and destroy you. We battle with it. We battle with anxiety. We battle with fear. We battle with all these things. But the fact of the matter is this. No matter what we're going through, no matter what problems we may face tonight, His love for us has never changed. His love for us has never changed. We may, and you know what's wonderful about God? Even when we make the wrong decisions, and he tells us you don't need to do that, but we do it anyway because we think sometimes we're a lot smarter than God or we just want to go bypass him a little bit sometimes. You know, he don't get mad and sit in the corner and say, I ain't helping you, bless God. You didn't listen to me. Sometimes I, yeah, I ain't helping you. You didn't listen to me. I ain't, I ain't got no obligation to help you. You done messed up. Go on, fix it. Go on and fix it. Nope, he don't do that. But he lovingly comes to us and says, hey, you made a wrong mistake. Now you got to pay for it. <laughs> but that's okay. God will help us go through it. He'll help us go through it because of his love for us. His love for us. What there's, oh, what was that song? It just jumped in my mind. Oh, an old um, Southern Gospel song. It says, Lord, don't move that mountain. Just give me strength to climb. <laughs> sometimes I wish he'd move the mountain. But, sometimes, but he don't sometimes. But what he does is he gives us the strength to go to climb through it and to make it on the other side, church. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's, in the, um, that's the new international version here. But cast our cares. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Think about that for a moment. Humble yourselves under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Folks, there's going to be a lifting one day. One day, when you're dealing with troubles and all that, yeah, the, the heat gets poured on. But one day, he's going to lift you up. He's going to take care of that. He's going to work those problems out. He's going to get that situation up. He's going to make it to where all things are going to be all right. And that's why we can cast our cares upon him, for he careth for you. He cares for you. That love of Christ cares for you. And oh, sometimes it's a tough love. Sometimes, you know, my mom and daddy had to show me tough love. 
And I had to show some tough love for my children too. But the reason I did that wasn't to be mean or spiteful, but it's to teach them. It's for them to know what's right and wrong. Amen? Let me see here. I was afraid this was going to happen, but, I, but I'm all right with it. This chapter is very long, and I thought this was a very important chapter, and I didn't want to just speed through it. And so I'm going to put my marker on here. And next Wednesday we're going to continue, and we're going to talk about some practical applications that we can that you can use for when you do with when you have to deal with anxiety, a peace beyond understanding. Uh, it's a peace beyond understanding that Christ gives us, Amen. But I want you to. I'm glad that we're having this discussion, and I'm glad that we're talking about this. In the fact that, folks, we've got problems that we've got to deal with. And these problems, unfortunately, sometimes we've got to face. But we're not in it alone. When we hear the whispers of Satan in our, in our minds so many times, and I've said this before, sometimes I have gotten my Bible and I have held on tight to that word. And I've said, God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me. You're just going to have to give me that strength that I need to go through. And he does it. And folks, sometimes, excuse me, sometimes I have had to go to sleep with constantly saying, God, I need you. God, you got to be my help. God, you got to be my help. You got to be my help. But folks, life is hard. (laughs) It's not easy. And it's going to get harder. And I believe it's going to get harder before Jesus comes. You hear me? It's going to get harder before Jesus comes. I wish I could tell you other. But I think that God still blesses and God still heals and God still moves. But life's going to get harder before it gets a lot better. Why? Because I'm telling you, we're going to have to one day pray, Lord Jesus, come. Lord Jesus, come. Get me out of here. Oh, get me out of here. This world's crazy. You got to come now, Lord Jesus. Amen. That old song, just wait a little longer, sweet Jesus. There's so many still wandering out in sin. And then they change it at the end and say, please come, Lord Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But But one thing I want you to remember about this, that what I've said, if I had said nothing, you know, many of my crazy stuff, is that because of Christ's love for you, you can make it. Because he loves you, you're going to make it. And he's going to give you the strength. And he's going to give you the ability to press on and to press through. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.